Welcome to the Oswego Mortgage Podcast. Oswego Mortgage is Pacific Northwest's VA home loan specialist. For questions or help with your VA home loan, a new home purchase, or refinancing, call 503-697-7214 or go to oswegomortgage.com. Now with the owner of Oswego Mortgage, Tom Fitkin, here's your host, Luke Anderson. Welcome to another episode of the Oswego Mortgage Podcast. With us, as always, is the owner of Oswego Mortgage, Tom Fitkin. Tom, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. I um, hope you're doing this, doing the same. Yes. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. I'm excited to talk to you about today's topic. That's for sure. Today, we're going to talk about the appraisal process. And one of the main questions is, uh, what do you do if the appraisal doesn't match what your expectations are for it? So real quickly, uh, 10,000 foot view. um, Can you give us just kind of the overview, what the whole appraisal process entails? Uh, I've, I've gone through the appraisal process a couple times, but to be quite honest, I don't know a whole lot about it, Tom. Well, you know, as you know, we do um, a lot of VA loans, and but it doesn't mean we don't do conventional and FHA as well. And there's quite the difference between the two. And, you know, quite frankly, it's amazing. Here we are in 2021, and real estate agents still think that the VA appraisal is just a nightmare. And I'm going to tell you something, Luke. Anyone listening out here, this is an absolute fact. We have more issues and more problems with our conventional and FHA appraisals than we do VA. Time frame, getting them back. Um, the VA is set. VA is a, a set fee. They have 15 business days to get it back. If not, they get a complaint against them and they can be taken off the VA panel. Um, it's actually a really, the VA appraisal process is the best, period. Any real estate agent out there, uh, that you'd like to uh, call me and talk to, talk to me and uh, uh, you beg to differ. I'd love to get the phone call. Um, but I'll tell you, just last week, um, I've got an appraisal going here, a conventional loan here in Lake Oswego. And this gentleman owes very little on a, a home that's worth between $1.5 and $2 million. And he owes literally like less than a few hundred grand on this thing. And generally we get the appraisal to waive. Um, through Freddie Mac or Fannie Mae when we run it through the automated system. And this one didn't wave. And I'm just, I'm, I'm baffled, but that's okay. Um, so we moved forward. And when we ordered up the appraisal, not only did the appraiser, appraisal management company who puts it out on the internet for the appraisers to pick and choose from, which is a racket in, in its own way, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, but this appraiser came back and said, you know what, I'll do that appraisal, but I want $1,350 and it's going to take me uh, three and a half weeks. And I said, you know, when and how can you guys dictate what you charge? I mean, to me, I question the legality of the appraisal process that's unfortunately, Luke, it's not as bad as it was back in 05, 06, 07, when it was getting really, you know, uh, the lenders are in bed, if you will, with the appraisers and telling them what they need on value. It was crazy. It was mm. absolutely crazy. But it's not far off. And what I mean by that is I don't feel the appraisers should have the right to dictate what they're going to charge for an appraisal, meaning that it'd be a set fee. And we're seeing this almost, almost two out of three, three out of four appraisals, uh, conventional or FHA coming back. And they're saying, hey, and I know the normal cost is 750, 800 bucks, but we're so busy. We got to charge you 1200 and it's going to take us almost a month. 
you know, and it's, it's unacceptable to me. So and the ser- the service gets worse. It takes them longer and somehow costs them more money. Yeah. And they decide what they're going to charge. You know, it's like, that doesn't seem like it should be legal to me. Um, it's like me picking and choosing, you know, we, we, we charge our, our, our bar is the same percentage wise on every loan, mm-hmm. no questions asked. And to pick and choose what you're going to, oh, you know what? I'm really busy right now. I, I'd get you a loan, but you know, I'm going to have to take your rate up to 4% and, you know, charge you four points. You know, that, that's garbage. You know I mean? It's, it's, it's an unfortunate part of the mortgage business right now. And I, I may be a little partial to the VA, but I'm telling you, we do all types of loans and it's just factual. We have more issues and more problems on conventional FHA appraisals from that standpoint. And I don't like it. I don't like how these appraisers can dictate this. I just don't feel it's, it's, it's a good way of doing business, let alone I question the legality of it again. I, I, I just don't understand how they can pick and choose what they're going to charge individually on the next appraisal they choose to do. So what, what all goes into the appraisal? So, um, you know, with set aside the varying rates, if we're paying, you know, a, a set fee for it, even, even if that's the case, what all goes into the appraisal and how are they calculated? Well, you know, every appraisal can be a little different, you know, for instance, a cookie cutter one in a subdivision that you got comps all over the place, pretty straightforward, you know, then, then maybe you go and you've got a, you know, you've got a manufactured home on 10 acres uh, with a timber deferral and, you know, really no comps within 30 miles, you know, mm-hmm. so there's, there's more, every appraisal can be a little, little bit uh, different and more challenging than others. Some can be more challenging than others, but again, that's, that's the business. I don't think you should be able to pick and choose what you're going to charge a person because of, you know, the complexity of a deal. They all equal out, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, some are easy, some are tougher and, and, and to put these people you know, in a position where, you know, hey, by the way, if you want the appraisal, it's going to be 1350 bucks and it's going to take three and a half weeks. You know, th- what do you say as a, as a consumer? Well, what are my other choices? Well, we could try another appraisal and appraiser and see what he says. Well, then the next one comes back and they want 1500 and it's yes. going to be a month and a half, you know. So, uh, you know, that that's just a, it's a frustrating part of the, the business for all of us right now here in our office. So what do we do if the appraisal comes in low? Just take my house, for example. You know, we are part of a subdivision, but we're on the outside looking away from the subdivision. So we're not kind of clustered in with the rest of the homes. And the reason we picked it is we have a much larger yard than any of the other homes in the subdivision. We're not a corner lot, but because we're on the edge, for whatever reason, they decided to give us the lion's share of, uh, of the fence line. So if, if I'm looking at comps, uh, I would, the, we, again, we picked our house because it, it has a couple unique features to it. So if the comp or the appraisal comes in low, uh, what, what action do I have to take as a, as a homeowner getting ready to sell? You, you, um, you are the one that has to do it. We can't, we, we can assist and say, Hey, here's the process, but I need you to get yourself or a realtor involved, get us some comps that you feel are much better than the ones that were used on this appraisal. And then we will send them back to the appraisal management company and the appraisal management company can work directly with the appraiser. Now that's on a conventional loan, Mm -hmm. like your own. Now a VA loan is a different process. It's similar, but what we do on that is the same thing. We have to tell the bar, I've got one going right now. I have one and we tell the borrower, you need to get uh, comparable sales. And here's a grid that you need to put them on have a realtor help you write your two cents of why you feel this is not a fair appraisal. And these comps aren't comparable to your property. 
and make all the, you know, the, in, any corrections you see on that appraisal that aren't right. And then we gather that information and we upload it into the VA portal back in Denver, Colorado, and they make a decision on that. Um, it's, it's, it's similar process to conventional or, or uh, FHA, but the thing with conventional and FHA, it's, it's the appraisal management company. And then the appraisal management company has to work with the appraisal, appraiser, excuse me, and they work together and come back to see if, yeah, they're right. I could, you know, I could use this. I got a little more value. Um, you know, that's really how it works. And, and I mean, you know, right now uh, with the market, the way it is, you know, I think we're going to start seeing some low appraisals because we're pretty inflated right now, as far as where these values have gone to. And it wouldn't surprise me if we, you know, see some that come in slightly low or, you know, um, if a seller's trying to get too much prop, too much for the house, but yet a buyer's willing to pay it and it's just not going to comp out, that buyer's going to have to pay the difference between the low appraisal and the sales price mm-hmm. if they want to get that house. So, you know, it's a process and it's it's also market driven. And what I mean by that is what kind of market are we in? Now, when the market's going the other way and it's we're getting depreciation, you get more low appraisals because yeah. now the appraiser doesn't want to hang his hat on that higher comp. They want to hang it on the lower one, you know, because values are going down. So it depends on, you know, the market that we're in as well. And the market we're in right now is 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 red hot. It's probably cooling off just a little bit, but you know, over the last 18 months, interest rates have been super low. It feels like every time I've talked to somebody anecdotally that, you know, is buying or selling a home, the the offers come in over the first weekend and they're all over asking price. How does that affect the the comps? Is it the the price that was finally paid is is the value that is built into those? Well, you know, it depends on that listing agent because there's kind of a you know, there's kind of a way they, some of these agents like doing it right now, and they'll kind of put the list price lower than they expect it to sell. So they get the bidding more. Mm. So sometimes it happens that way. Now, sometimes it's listed top dollar and they still get bidding wars. It's crazy. Now, I, you know, I'm feeling, I know the feds are talking about raising rates, but I'll tell you what, Luke, I think we're going to, I think maybe they'll do it short term, but I don't know. I, I could see these rates staying down because I don't get it right now. I'm trying to figure out no one's working and how is this economy so great? And what's, when's it going to, when's the stuff going to hit the fan, if you will. And what I mean by that is, you know, I'm, I got to believe a lot of people are living right now as well. And so when we start seeing that debt go delinquent and, you know, just the job, just the job, the new job starts, they were so much lower than expected. Yep. Um, just this, uh, and, and, I'm, I'm really, I'm really in a point right now where I don't understand what's going on in our economy. And I, I'm, I'm scared. It kind of reminds me of 2007 because I feel like, you know, the good thing is the money that's being lent right now for homes is solid. It's good, good solid money. It's not this delinquent fraudulent type stuff that went on in the, you know, the early mid two thousands. Um, so that's the positive thing. Um, the pandemic's changed a lot. Inflation's here on certain products and services, I think, for good. I think restaurants are going to see it's, you know, heck, you can't even take your, your buddy out or your wife or a couple of friends or, you know, your family for that amount. You take your my family out for dinner, which, you know, there's usually six of us because we got my future son-in-law involved in that. You know, it's it's two, three hundred bucks. And that's that's with no drinks. Yep. You know, I mean, I mean, it's it's so it, it, there's some inflation stuff that I think is a little bit scary. But I do think, too, that. I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced that 
the values aren't done going. Uh, I think we still have a little more room for a little. They're predicting the values to be higher next year. Really? So home values are still on the rise. Interest rates still staying low. Is is there a pattern that that you can kind of see? You, you alluded to it earlier, uh, but when the appraisals start coming in a little bit lower, um, does that kind of indicate a trend in the market that's that's changing? Yeah, and it's going to be supply and demand too. You know, in other words, there's a lot of demand right now. The supply is okay, but that's why they're so competitive out there. You know, mm-hmm. there's more buyers than sellers. So until that stops, and and um, you know, I, I, I it's really hard to predict. But I think the Northwest here, I think we're in a you know comparatively speaking, I think we're in a pretty good market um, compared to you know other places in the country as as we go into next year. But I don't know. I'll say it again. Look, I, I'm. I'm I'm shaking my head on a lot of things, trying to figure out um, where this economy is going and how is the economy still in the stock market and everything. When I just, I know a lot of people got break on breaks on rent. Mm-hmm. I know that they've gotten compensation from the government, the, the way that we've chosen to do things. And, and in a lot of ways, I think it's made some people lazy, not wanting to go back to work. Um, and now with this, everything running out, unemployment running out, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens next in this workforce because, I mean, you see what's going on. Our supply chain, we can't even unload boats right now. We, don't, yeah. we, can't, even, we can't even fly airplanes right now because no one wants to work, you know? Yep. It's scary. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, you're, you're not the only one that's confused about what's going on with the economy right now. So uh, at least take solace in the fact that you're not alone, I suppose. Um you know, the the interesting thing to me, too, I mean, you talk about supply and demand. There's at least up here in Vancouver where I live, you know, everywhere you look, there's new homes being built. Um, when they start to, you know, look at the appraisals for new homes, is the process the same for the VA and the con- conventional in that? And, and how is it how different is it to appraise a, a new construction home versus, you know, yeah, yeah. A, an existing neighborhood? A very good question. I, you know, it seems like a knock, knock, but it seems like very rarely do you see a new construction home, not appraise out mm. for whatever reason that may be, because you could have a base model home. That's 500,000. Then you could have someone else that did a hundred thousand dollars worth of upgrades compared to, you know, two homes down, even though they're the same style and square footage, if you will, but there's a lot of differences quality wise. So you know, there's a lot of things the appraisers have to do to make adjustments when there's situations like that to come up with the value. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's, it is different because you can have a subdivision and it just really depends on what extras people put into their home compared to, you know, their neighbor, Johnny Smith down the road that did nothing and no one, you know, they did rock bottom, no tile. They did for Mike, you know, you know what I mean? Yep. The quality of the construction and inside, and, you know, all the way from, you know, the windows down to the countertops. But and those those are things that the appraiser does have to make adjustments for um, to justify value for that home in that subdivision. That's 50 grand different in sales price. But that's can be pretty easy to do when it's when it's obviously the, you can take pictures and say, OK, here's this house and here's this house. And here's the difference of the products and the quality of the construction. Yeah. And is there, do you find that there's any difference for a VA home loan uh, against a new build compared to, you know, an existing uh, uh, construction? You mean a new, for new construction, you yeah. mean? Or? Yep. For new construction. No, I mean, if the conventional versus VA, no, no okay. differences on, on, on that. 
All right. Well, is there anything else on the kind of the appraisal process that consumers should be aware of when they're going into it, whether they're a buyer or a seller? That Yeah, I'll say it again. Get ready to be, you know, depending on the type of loan you're doing. If you're not doing a VA loan and it's a different one, get ready to possibly be have it be a little bit of a frustrating part of the transaction because I don't like it. I, I don't mm-hmm. like having to call my borrowers and say, gosh, I know I put on my estimate $775 on the appraisal and now they want $1,350. It's almost double, man. I I apologize. I'm sorry. I but unfortunately, my hands are tied. That part, you know, I I had to call this borrower and I said, you know, I I told him I said this is a tough call for me to make, but here's where we're at and this is reality of of you know what what's going on in, in the marketplace and it's not Oswego Mortgage. This is any lender out there and um, so you know just be prepared to um, have that possibly be a situation. You know, I had another one one of a long-term borrower of mine, and he's really frustrated right now. We we put a rush on it. He paid a $200 extra for the rush, and plus they wanted 1200 So we're up to 1400 bucks. Well, not only did they not make the date on the rush, they still charged him for it. Oh. And he said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. No, I'm not paying that, you know? And now you've now you've delayed my transaction, and now I've got to reset the movers. Now I've got store, you know, mm-hmm. on and on, where it's costing this borrower money, and he's ticked off, and I don't blame him. And of course, I got to take the heat on that, and and not that he's given me directly, but he's got to vent to somebody, and I, I that's part of my deal, man. That's part of my job, and I get that. But it's that I'll just say it. That's that part. Just be prepared if that happens to you. No, it's not uncommon right now, and 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 I don't. And and, and is it is it fair or correct? I don't think it is. Yeah. And I mean, it, this, this is kind of something that we always reiterate when we have these conversations in these podcasts, but this is the difference between working with an Oswego mortgage versus, you know, a nameless, faceless online uh, company, right? When you're, when you're looking to, to get advice on the best way to navigate these things, there's, there's these little elements that crop up and kind of bite at you. And the appraisal sounds like it's uh, awful frustrating for you sometimes. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's part of the deal where we got to be there for our clients to, you know, take in their frustrations and listen to their frustrations and at least be able to say, man, I get it. I totally, I'm, I agree with you 110%, but you know, gosh, Johnny, I, I don't know what to tell you because this is how we have to get the loan moving forward done. You know, we've got to get this appraisal. And again, I, it's a tough, it's a tough conversation for me because it's really hard to explain to consumer that they can just pick and choose what they charge you now. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, it's just, it's just, I don't like it. I don't, I've said that enough now, but I, <laughs> I, um, you know, that, that is, that's, uh, that's one thing that I would say, just, just be aware of. And, and, you know, you're, you're not going to, you get some internet company, they're not going to even care. They're just going to say, Hey, deal with it, man. If you want the loan, freaking move forward or, or, you know, I, I got to at least be personal about it because I do care. And, and I, I am frustrated, you know, with, um, the process right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I, I mean, I think that kind of, uh, gets us, you know, at least through this topic for this conversation, um, anything else you want to mention to, you know, to any of those people listening that, you know, we hit this again and again, I know you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, but the VA home loan again, coming in as kind of the, the misunderstood, uh, loan in the in what's available to everybody make, making sure that you take advantage of your benefit if you have it and then for you know anybody that's working in the the industry that says that it's more difficult it sounds like here's another opportunity for it to save some people some time and trouble 
Yeah. And I would tell people out there, if you've got a mortgage guy or gal that always, you know, knows you're a veteran, but pushes that other type of loan on you, you really need to question that. You know, you need to question why that is. And there's certain reasons and certain scenarios that it is better to go conventional over VA due to the funding fee situation. However, you know, I would highly um, question the person that you're working with, if they're not going to at least break down the VA versus a conventional loan, because long-term, even paying a funding fee, if you're going to be in that house, say six plus years, then VA is going to be the best way to go, you know, because you can recuperate that funding fee because your rate's going to be lower and your payment's going to be lower. So eventually you're going to get that funding fee back by having a lower monthly payment. And generally that's a five to six year deal on a three, on a second time use user of a VA loan. So if the VA home loan benefit is something to you, you owe it to yourself to talk to the VA home loan experts. That is Oswego Mortgage. That is Tom Fitkin. Uh, Tom, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know that this is a frustrating topic for you, um, but I think it can be even more frustrating for uh, any of your customers when they're going in without the experience, without the stories, without the, yeah. you know, the, the, for lack of a better words, going through the fight that sometimes has to happen uh, on your end. Uh, the experience means a lot to people that uh, that are going in blind. Now, I appreciate you always, Luke. And, and like I say, anyone has questions about any of this, reach out to us. We're Good. here for you. Uh, make a phone call or go to Oswego, oswegomortgage.com uh, or just uh, uh, set up an appointment, uh, visit and have that conversation uh, with Tom and his team. And I think that's the best place to start. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Tom. All right, the Oswego Mortgage Podcast. If you uh, are looking for any other topics about the VA home loan, go to odyssey.com, check out the entire playlist. Uh, Tom and I are back usually every month uh, to record another podcast. If there are any topics that you would like us uh, to address in these conversations, uh, just uh, send us a note and we'll be happy to do that. Tom, I appreciate the time as always. You too, Luke. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Oswego Mortgage Podcast. For more info or questions about today's topic, your VA home loan, a new home purchase, or refinancing, call 503-697-7214 or go to oswegomortgage.com.